You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 21. In this episode, I interview none other than the podcasting priestess herself, Nikki O'Brien, quintessential being. Nikki is not only a fantastic podcast coach, but I'm honored that she's also a member of my Solid membership. And you're going to find so much value in this episode, particularly if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, or perhaps you don't want to start a podcast, but you're curious about being interviewed on one. I loved chatting to Nikki in this episode, and I think you're going to enjoy it too. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Hi everyone, Sharon Joy here. We are having a chat today with the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous friend, client, and I'm going to say colleague because I just confide in this woman so, so often and just adore her. The fabulous podcasting priestess, Nikki O'Brien. Nikki believes the magic of conversation is real, that each unique voice is the cornerstone of facilitating healing, change, and transformation. She calls herself the podcasting priestess, working with big-hearted epic souls to connect more intimately with their audience through podcasting. Her work in the world was a natural progression from an extensive background in media, where as an announcer for community and commercial radio stations across Australia, Nikki entertained, informed, and connected with listeners. She is deeply curious and a spiritual being housed in a delightfully human body. Galvanized by her unique willingness to grow, gather, listen, she helps others to fully embrace the self with compassion, love, and acceptance. She's also the creator of the binge-worthy and wildly successful podcast, Quintessential Being, offering fresh perspectives that cultivate awareness and invite acceptance so you can step into wholeness with sovereignty. Welcome, welcome, Nikki. It's so fabulous to have have you on thank you thanks so much for having me and wow it is an experience to like have your bio read to you isn't it I'm always yes. I'm usually the host reading to the <laughs> guests and they're like oh that sounds so beautiful so thank you for that experience that was that was awesome I'm so glad to be here it's just such a privilege to have you on and you know this is my very first guest interview and I just couldn't have anybody else but you it absolutely had to be you so um I'm just deeply honored that you accepted the invitation actually I tell a lie I think there was an episode last year where I interviewed my husband but we were in the same (laughs) room and you know it wasn't really for the same reasons but I'm so glad that you're here welcome thank you thanks for having me I'm super excited for this chat well We've already had a bit of an intro that your background is in radio mm-hmm. and you, you, you know, you went from radio into podcasting. I'd love to know, tell us a bit about what drew you to radio and the art of voice. Ah, so this is an interesting story. I have always been really attracted to breakfast radio, right? Like when I was a little girl getting ready for school, my mom used to always have the breakfast radio team on like here in Adelaide. It used to be um, Craig and Amanda. And I can't remember the other man's name, James. 
And they were just like, I love learning about life through conversation. I always have, like, I've always over, like over been over, overhearing my mum's conversations with her friends. And that's kind of what breakfast radio was to me as well. Like these people that I didn't know, but told these real life stories about what was happening in their lives and cracking jokes and talking about current events, but in like a in not a totally news reader way, but a way that's relatable and, you know, just connective as a human. And so, yeah, I always adored that. I love the banter. I love the conversation and I loved learning about people's lives that way. And it wasn't until I went overseas, my parents, I'm lucky enough that my parents gifted me a trip overseas when I was like turned 21 because I was a bit, you know, of a lost kind of, not a lost soul, but (laughs) I left school, I started uni, I didn't like what I was doing in uni, so I quit that. And so they gifted me, um, yeah, tickets like, an, you know, around the world trip or whatever to go overseas. And I was like, okay, my mission was I was going over there and I was going to figure out, I knew I'd figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so ended up going over there and randomly, you know, travel, did the whole thing, all, all the experiences, all those beautiful things. And then it struck me, I was probably about three or four months away from coming home. I had my ticket booked home and I was standing in the line for TK Maxx, which we didn't have TK Maxx over here at that stage. This was like, I don't even know how many years ago. But um, I was in the line with my best friend at the time and we had met overseas and we were just like bantering and back and forth and everybody in the line was like laughing along with us, like they were enjoying our energy and our conversation and what we're doing and we were kind of keeping everyone entertained because it was a quite big line, right? And it just kind of hit me like a light bulb, like why don't I do radio? Like, why don't I be, you know, on the radio and like my goal was to get on a breakfast team because that's what I loved as a child. So I touched down back in Australia and then um, got some contacts in some commercial radio stations here in Adelaide and sort of had meetings with them and chatted about my pathway in and how I could make that happen. And yeah, and then the kind of rest was history. But I ended up getting a dream, my dream gig as a breakfast radio host. And I was doing that in Mildura. And, you know, as all good life things happen, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked like Sharon, when I tell you I worked hard, like I worked so hard to get there. I had like three jobs because, you know, I was working up until that stage, I was working volunteer at a community station. I'd done a little bit of work for Osterio, like just casual announcing, but this was my first full-time gig, full salary. And yeah, moved out there and I hated it. I, I had to be a cardboard cutout. I had to be represent the 50% of the listenership you know, opinion wise, like there's lots of other stuff in radio that you don't really know about, you know, when you're just a listener, but you have to represent all opinions. And so my, my co-host, he was a male, he got to choose what his opinion was. And I had to have the other opinion. And he, I had to report on celebrity gossip because I was the female and, you know, and all those things kind of, they just kind of broke my soul a little bit. Like I wasn't in it to, I wasn't in it to, to recycle the news, to look up news.com.au, which is what we used to do in the morning and have a look at the headlines and then talk about that. Like I was in it to have, you know, these beautiful soul conversations that I get to have now. Mm. And so, yeah. And so I quit uh, and I thought I would never go back to radio. I thought I would never get to do broadcasting again. In all honesty, I was like heartbroken, deeply heartbroken because it was something that I really loved. 
And then I had my son not long after that. And through, you know, life and and experiences and stuff like that, I podcasting became a thing. And because I had left my son's dad and had a lot of healing to do, and I didn't have the resources as a new single mom to go to a lot of therapy and do lots of energy work and all that kind of stuff. I knew that one of my superpowers was interviewing. I loved interviewing. Like I, when I was in radio and I used to interview, um, I remember interviewing like Neon Trees and September and, you know, Arj Barker and people like that. And they would always say to me at the end, like, oh, I loved like being interviewed by you. That was awesome. You're so refreshing because, you know, they have press days where they do it one after the other. And so I knew that that was one of my superpowers. So my way of, um, sharing with the world and healing myself was start my own podcast, start my own podcast, talk to the people, ask the people that I want to talk to, to heal myself, to heal my brain, to like, you know, love and accept myself more. And yeah, and that's how it started. <laughs> Sorry, that's a very long story, but it's, in, it's an incredible yeah. story. Yeah. Not only do you have the art of asking questions, but you have the art of story. <laughs> I love you. stories. They're so yeah. powerful in changing lives, you know, they and I are. think, it's a, you know, your evidence, right? Absolutely. And that's exactly like, that's why, you know, that's the first line in my bio. Cause I deeply believe in the magic of conversation, mm-hmm. you know, from a very young age, I've always known that you can learn so much through, through listening. You can just even listening to two people talk, you can resonate with the things and you can see a different perspective. And that gives you, it's like a balm to the soul. Like that's what I was seeking. Then I felt completely broken I felt like I was never going to be whole by myself. I had this new, you know, six week old baby and I was like, what, how am I going to do this? And so that was like, you know, I knew that I needed access to great minds and people who had really overcome massive challenges in their life, because if they can do it, I can do it. And so I set about on that mission and that's where quintessential being came in. And now the rest is history. (laughs) I love that. And I want to talk a little bit more about quintessential being a little bit later in the interview um, because, you know, yeah, it's it's such a great podcast and so worth listening to. Um, but, you know, I know a lot of my listeners will be, you know, those women who are in soul-led businesses, coaches, healers, uh, soul-led consultants, you know, mm-hmm. podcasting has become such a thing. You know, it's so, I want to say, almost necessary yeah, um, yeah. as a piece of content that it makes a lot of sense that people start podcasts. You know, I know that you've supported loads of women to start their podcasts as as entrepreneurs and launch, you know, onto the stratosphere. (laughs) Oh, I want to know, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze, Nikki? Like, I really want to know, you know, have you seen those women entrepreneurs and their businesses change as a result of podcasting and how have they changed? Oh, absolutely. The juice is the juice is absolutely worth the squeeze, but it's a long game. You know, it's like not one of those. I have the maybe in one case seen where like it's absolutely like they've hit the charts, you know, as soon as they launched. But in terms of a long-term, amazingly like grounded marketing strategy for their business absolutely it works like some of the best achievements that I've celebrated with my clients like one of my clients made a five thousand dollar sale from one episode one of my clients laid it landed a national radio guest gig 
from because he had a podcast and so they knew that he was versed to speak about you know and speak on a public platform right and mm. so they like reached out to him because he had all his stuff everywhere and, and he was like yeah of course I'll come and be on your panel which was amazing one of my clients has been picked up by a global um podcast host platform his, their, his podcast has been picked up by them like you know, that's a leader in his field um what else has happened one of my clients so sort of similar to podcasting but we did a lot of coaching and her Instagram audience like increased by over 42 percent after she you know this is after like you know a good chunk of time but I just think it speaks in volumes there's huge growth because it's not it's such an intimate medium it is not just you putting out content like if you go about it especially if you're a soul-led businesswoman especially if you are lit up by connecting with other humans it is the most intimate medium of content I believe in the world Mm -hmm. and so you know if you think about the origins of radio like everyone used to put on their radio and gather around and listen to like world events and stuff right like there's there's magic to that and it's and it's not lost you know and you are now fast forward to to present time you are in someone's ears sometimes weekly sometimes you know twice a week you are in their ears talking to them constantly sharing your life with them sharing your insights your valuable tools your processes and they get to know you really quickly and they get to know your mannerisms and your personality and um and identify and resonate with you on such a deep level that I don't believe any other medium gives you so Mm. There's power in voice and there's power in that vibration of your voice, you know, landing in their hearts and their ears. That's mm. that's powerful and I don't think anything else can replace that. So in terms of then, you know, in, if you look at it from like a marketing perspective, you are really earning the no lack and trust from that audience. So when it comes time for them to invest in you, often they'll go in at a high level rather than just, you know, spending 50 bucks with you. It's like, well, no, I've watched and listen to this to this beautiful person that I've been binging on you know grow and evolve and I I trust them and I know that my money is safe for them and I'm investing in myself as much as I'm investing in them so yeah that's yeah I think think that's a really great point you know just that it is so intimate but you know playing the long game nurtures those relationships so beautifully that there is that point where when somebody is ready that they're ready that mm-hmm. you know they know that they're ready and there's, there's they don't need to have you know your lower cost offers they're there for they're there for it all you know yeah and that, because, that no like and trust is there because and you can't fake it like I'm sorry but you can't fake it over time like and that's why I think it is podcasting is a long game you know you, they'll probably consume you for about minimum six months sometimes you get those like straight off the bat but you know consume you for six months to 18 months and then they know you cannot fake for that long like mm-hmm. what you're about you know there's a lot of talk in the coaching industry especially about you know not so great marketing tactics and all those the smoke and mirrors kind of thing whereas podcasting will it cuts all that out because they really get to know you and so mm-hmm. then they know that they're safe with you and you can hold that space and you can help them in whatever you're transforming them in it removes mm-hmm. that you know, in this internet age, there is, there is like fear. Um, is, am I going to be safe with this person? Is my money and investment okay here? But I feel like podcasting removes that because it's grounded. It's real. It's authentic. It's not, 
you know, like, like the honeymoon, honeymoon period of a relationship. Like, you know, once you get to that point, like you can't fake it forever. So if you're just there for the short game, if you're just there for the short gains for the, because you want to manipulate people or you want the fast sales, like it's not the answer for you. Don't even bother. (laughs) Like we don't want you in the podcasting world, but if you are genuine about investing in your audience and giving value hundred percent, this is for you. You know, I think that the internet's such a noisy place, you know, and and social media especially has become so noisy that, you know, having a podcast means that people, when they go to their podcast app on their phone, they're there with intention and purpose far more than the habit that has become social media. They've gone there to listen to somebody who nourishes them in some way. So, you know, I know myself, my, I've always got a podcast running when I'm on the, in the car or an audio book. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's so accidental that I end up binging on, you know, one person's podcast because it automatically rolls over to the next and then the next and the next and the next. And before I know it, I've, I've consumed, you know, five pieces of content from that one person and, you know, but I, don't, I haven't had the distraction of social media, you know, so I think that that's a really great point is, you know, with so, so much noise in the internet being such a busy place, it just makes sense to, you know, to have people there. Um, but that's, you're seeing some amazing results. Like, you yes. know. Yeah. And that's what I love, to be honest. And, you know, just from a baseline perspective, like you're confident, grow so much your confidence grows like if you are in business there's no way that you're in business and can't be seen and heard right like if you want to go anywhere in business and so podcasting I feel is like a really gentle way for you to actually increase your confidence and and step into that next level like world-class charismatic speaker you know you can really it's a it's a it's a skill that you hone and refine and practice and every time you do it you get better and better you know like my clients often there's like fucking freak outs like we're freaking out when we first launch right like it's big you're like and yeah. who am I to start a podcast like that's it's real <laughs> it is not real. Those, it is real and it's and everyone on the planet feels it. I felt it when I was launching my podcast, like little, little side tangent here. I, when I first started my podcast, I started on my, on my mobile phone, just on the anchor app. And I was putting out like six minute episodes, right? Like just a few of them. And I remember sitting down really clearly. I was at my uncle's house and he was having a big barbecue with like the whole family around. This was like pre-COVID days, right? <laughs> and the whole family <laughs> was there. I was like, th- yeah, back in the day, it was like 30, 40 people. And we were sitting around this like big central table. And I was sitting up, like opposite him. And he was like, oh, I was listening to your podcast the other day. It was like amazing. And all right. Cause I was just posting it on Facebook and I was like, ha, thanks. Awesome. And then completely freaked out and didn't really an episode like stopped for like a year and a half I reckon because I got called out in front of like all my friends and family in a good way like he was being really lovely about it but Mm. I I totally crumbled I was like you know I wasn't ready to kind of step up to that plate so to speak Mm. and so yeah like and I have broadcaster experience I'm used to sitting behind a microphone I love like big radio desks like so if I feel that like, you know, it is real and it's, and it's, it's something that you have to move through, I think, in order to hold yourself through that process because yeah, yeah. because it does pay dividends down the line. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, like what I'm hearing is essentially it's a, it's a way that people can overcome potential fears of public speaking. Yeah. Because it's just you and you're thinking from whether you're doing whether you're just hosting it just you or whether it's a conversation like this you know it's a it's an audience of one so you don't Mm -hmm. talk to the masses you talk to like one-on-one you know and so it's this really gentle way of kind of of grounding yourself in that confidence you know and really I always tell my clients by episode five it'll disappear by episode five you will hit your groove you will be like oh this is just something that I do now you know like Mm -hmm. learning to drive a car it's really scary at the start and you don't know what the hell you're doing and you know that you'll get to that point where it's just automatic but there's a little bit of there's a little bit of messiness there's a little bit of like holding yourself and kind of okay let's do this let's do this coaching yourself You know, I've got lots of people who in my zero to launch course, I have like a whole module on this where I sit down and do like a tapping EFT tapping with you because it does come up. Like, who am I to do this podcast? Who am I to, you know, step up to a platform like this? And you have to hold yourself through that, like feel the feelings, but know that it's lies, know that everybody feels this way and, and yeah, and your brain's lying to you. (laughs) And by Mm. episode five, you will honestly be like, oh, it's okay. You know, like no one's torn me down. No one's, you know, like all the scenarios that we have in our head, which we think is going to happen. You know, it's just, that's just life's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I guess that's, you know, I mean, the same can be said for overcoming the fear of going live on Facebook or Instagram as well, which, you know, I know that we've, we've done interviews before on Facebook and Instagram. We're live right now on Facebook recording this episode. So, you know, it's, it's very similar, but, you know, I think the feelings are real for people if, if they haven't had an audience before of, of any nature, it's, you know, it's a real, it's a real experience. It is. And, you know, and it it is part of the human experience to be like, because I think especially for women, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, don't be too loud. Don't be a show off. Don't like, you know, as a little girl, I was really told those things. And I'm, I'm tall. You can't miss me like five foot 10. So there is all those mindset things to kind of overcome when you're going through this process, because it feels like you are putting yourself on display, but that's not actually, you know, and one of the big key things that I say to my clients is you're not doing it to put yourself on display. You're actually doing it because you want to share what's going on and Mm -hmm. you want to, help your audience this is the free resource library for your audience to be able to start some of those transformations to be able to move through some of those processes to be able to think differently about themselves or their fit or their family or parenting or you know relationships or business or whatever it is you're here for them you're not here for you so when you're really in it and it feels like your brain is screaming at you it's really important to kind of sit down and kind of write out you know, what are the transformations that you're hoping to get? Like hope that you're hoping your audience will get from these. Cause that really just takes you out of that. Oh my gosh, what am I doing kind of situation and puts you yes. in like standing in your power. And yes, this is what I'm here for. And especially cause women, we love to help. We love to serve, right. That's part of our makeup. So it's a really easy way to switch out of imposter syndrome and into this is why I'm Service. doing this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a great tip. My next question was, what are your <laughs> best tips? So, so far we've got two amazing ones. One, play the long game yes. and, you know, and two, really just know that you're going to get through this 
with you know some mindset by by episode five yeah um show up as in the energy of service um for your people any other great tips for people who actually want to start a podcast Sure. For starting a podcast. I think the first thing you need to do if you want to start a podcast is make a solid plan. Like so many people start a podcast and then pod fade because it is, it's time consuming. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's fine. Like you can do it. It takes time. It's content creation. There's no, it's like, you know, there's no short way to do it. So it doesn't have to be complicated and you do not have to be a tech whiz to do podcasting, but you need to have a solid plan, write down your first podcast episodes. Like I normally sit down with my clients and do the first 10 at least. We write down what topics we're going to be talking about and then we actually sit down and put it in their calendar. You need to put that shit in your calendar. When are you going to record it? Normally the, you know, the episodes take between half an hour to 45 minutes. So then you need an hour for recording because you're going to have some nerves. You're going to feel like a dickhead when you first get on and say, hi, everybody, welcome to my podcast. Um, So make sure you've mapped out that time. You put it in the calendar and you stick to that recording time. Then you get it done. And then once you get that first one under your belt, you're like, okay, I got the second one. So I, with the clients that I work with, Unless you're really like in a weekly rhythm where you want to do it weekly, the best way to do a podcast is to batch record, right? Mm -hmm. Because once you get yourself into the flow of recording, you can, you know, I don't know whether you find this just in social content, Sharon, but like once you're in the energy of creating, it's kind of like it takes on a life of its own. So, so utilize that, hone that, harness that energy and bang out, you know, three episodes, uh, one after the other, you know, whether, whether you're sitting down and doing it yourself, like doing solo episodes or whether you're booking in interviews, like I always advise to sort of back, you know, do back to back and do three of them at least so that then you've batch recorded and then you can, you know, edit the podcast episodes, whether you're going to edit them, do the show notes and then schedule them in. All the media hosts now have like, you can schedule it out. So you can literally put in, you know, 10 to 12 episodes sort of set and forget. And then it's a matter of like launching, you've got yet free energy to promote, to tell the people on the platforms, on the email list about the episodes so that so that your content's then being received, you know, like you put a lot of hard work into it. You don't want it to just kind of like fall flat and be like, oh, well, that doesn't feel great. Like you need to, you need to have energy left over to tell the people about the things and where they can find you. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's such a great tip. And, you know, I mean, I started this podcast two years ago and it's just, you know, last year, I know I recorded some episodes, but it was exactly what you were describing is I didn't have the plan for it. I didn't have, you know, that organization behind it. And so it fell over. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do your masterclass at the start of this year, um, which, you know, admittedly, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how far along the journey you are in anything, having someone who holds that container for you just is a different energy than when you have to come up with it, do it alone, especially when you're a solopreneur. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. And, you know, I could have planned all of that out on my own. I know how to do that. Like it was not hard. I do the same thing with social media content, but you holding that container was just, it got it done, right? Like it was, it was done. So, you know, I was so grateful for that, but 
you know, having as well that opportunity to batch record, like you say, does make it easier. And, you know, it's something I'm, I haven't mastered yet, but <laughs> I will, I yeah. will, you know. It's just one of those things where you kind of like play with different ways of doing it. You know, like when, um, when I first started out, I would kind of get into the rhythm of like, okay, like weekly recording, but it did feel like a lot. And then I noticed that my energy is better. Like when I back to back record and kind of make a content creation day that, that it suits me better and I can, um, and then I feel like I, I can move on to sort of the other task, you know, cause there's lots of moving elements with podcasting. So mm-hmm. it does feel easier if you book in like a content creation day, record back to back, and then those recordings are there. So then it's kind of like the next step of doing it, but it is, it is about carving out the time. Cause if you don't carve out the time and put it in your calendar, it doesn't get done. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, that really does bring me to my next question is, you know, the, we've, we've covered some of these already, but you know, there's two common objections that most business women have when it comes to starting a podcast you know Mm -hmm. one is the imposter syndrome the Mm -hmm. you know who am I to Mm -hmm. and you know we've we've talked about you know a way to overcome that is just get on with it episode five you'll be home and host and the second one is you know is the time yeah right like the time to create it after we've recorded after the batch recording are there any other tips that you've got for us that could help people kind of systematize if you like so that that might be something they could outsource like how can they leverage their time there so that maybe even if they're not getting someone to edit it maybe if they edit themselves what other things can they do to leverage their time or you know systems can they put in after the podcast is recorded Absolutely. So you don't have to edit your podcast episodes, especially if you're a pretty, you know, pretty good seasoned speaker. Uh, Like it's just like a conversation. So as long as there's not any huge kind of, as long as if you've interviewed someone and your guest hasn't said, oh, I need that bit edited out, like whack on your intro and outro and don't worry about editing until you can afford to outsource that or you're more resourced. Um, In terms of like other little systemized things, transcription service, I think is the biggest time saver that has like come to my rescue ever (laughs) like so I have the otter AI program like software that I run the raw audio through it's great for any kind of content creation right like anything like this you run the audio through it it transcribes it for you and then from that you can literally bang out your show notes so that makes that really easy um so yeah that takes away your editing time that takes away your show notes time and then it's kind of like a process of okay uploading the episode writing out the show notes and then hitting schedule it really doesn't have to be complicated probably sitting down to record is the is the biggest bulk of your time the rest of the stuff we're so used to doing social media stuff now that the rest of it doesn't really feel like work if that makes sense like there's not that many foreign steps can I that's like a language to use so the the recording of it and getting your head around the raw like audio and that kind of stuff is probably the tricky bit and then it's just a matter of yeah popping it up on the media host getting the show notes prepared and then you know scheduling it to go live and making sure that you're promoting it on social medias and um, in your email list and all that kind of stuff so does that kind of answer your question or was there absolutely I think that's really really um, helpful you know particularly the part about you know just talk it's a conversation you know it, it it doesn't have to be over edited it doesn't have to be anything that's you know particularly 
messed with um raw and raw is real and raw is authentic and I think that comes back to the very first point that you made is that it's intimate it's it is that conversation it's not something that becomes something else because it's been manipulated it's what comes through in the moment um and you know if there's an f-bomb dropped well hey like that is, you know, that is contextual, that is authentic, that is, you know, whatever it needs to be. So I love that as a tip myself, you know, that just actually feels really good in my body. Totally. And, you know, like you don't rehearse, like you don't rehearse conversations with people when you're having them in real life, you know, like you don't over edit them. And to be honest, if you do over edit your podcast, then it does like it loses its connection value because it sounds too glitchy. It sounds too like, oh, that's not the natural flow that people speak, you know. and especially if you're saying something real and really raw and you know there's a few times that I've cried on my podcast there's a few times that I intentionally leave in silence because you're saying something really big or you're divulging something really vulnerable and you need that time to like let it land with people we're all human Mm. we all have emotions and don't be afraid to use silence don't be afraid to take a breath you know like I did a live stream the other day on Facebook, I think it was talking about like, you know, how to stop saying um and ah, give yourself permission to pause, <laughs> like is the biggest tip when it comes to not saying um and ah, give yourself permission for that to be a little bit of silence for you to gather your thoughts, for you to kind of formulate the sentences in your mind. Like it doesn't have to be bang, 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 bang. You know, I think I love reels. I'm the first person to put my hand up and say, I'm a reels addict. Hi, I'm Nikki Brand. I'm a reels yes. addict. But also, <laughs> but also it's kind of made us feel like we have to be in this quick consumption culture and podcasting isn't that. You know, I don't want you to waste people's time for sure because you are normally listening to a podcast while you're doing something else. So if you're going to be boring or if it's like a story about nothing, then people are going to lose interest in you but if you're having an engaging conversation absolutely use silence and use you know normal conversation like allow space for those things to land with people like you know even in the in the solo episodes if you're asking questions or you're giving journal prompts allow them to have like a couple of beats to kind of hit that in their heart and be like okay and then move on to the next one like it doesn't have to be um yeah like fast 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 and furious <laughs> mm, yeah I love that and I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the um and the ah uh, <laughs> live that you've done because I'm a bit of a shocker but ah, and I do talk are. fast I talk fast all the time so you know it will it will definitely serve me to go and have a listen to that yeah but I think that's what you're like in real life though Sharon you know like I know sometimes I am. We have- Sometimes we have times where we speak louder and we're really passionate and like, and allow that to come through because that's who you are. And then other times you're going to have things where you're having a bit of a slower day and you're kind of like wanting to slow down. And so just like allow all of it to come through because that's your complete authenticity. And that's what's actually going to engage your listeners. Not you trying to like shift and mold into a box and be like, I should be like this because this is the perfect way to do it. Like perfection doesn't exist. I'm talking about in podcasting. It's actually about being, 
being and the most human version of yourself, the most like relatable like version of yourself, the most resonant version of yourself, because that's what people are buying into. They are buying into like learning something from you because they're coming because they want to learn something. There's the number one, like I can't remember the exact stat, but it's something crazy like 85%. That's what listeners want. They want to learn. We put it on because we want to learn, right? So allow your humanness to be able to teach them in that way. You know, you've been a teacher. Like it's like, Absolutely. That, that's how it connects, right? That's why I've got you on here. Cause I know <laughs> that my audience want to hear from you. <laughs> and you, but you know, I mean, it does, it relates back to your connection with those, you know, those morning radio hosts that you could hear as a child in the car on the way to school every morning or while you were getting ready and Mm -hmm. just allowing those people to enter your world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as I say, like I live in a regional area of New South Wales, so, you know, when travel was more of a thing, um, (laughs) you know, I would spend a lot of time in in the car. I I was a sales rep at one stage and, you know, I was moving up and down the east coast of Australia and, those books that I would put on or those podcasts I would listen to, it was like you've got a friend in the car with you. You know, it is so intimate and personal that it is, you know, not over editing and, you know, being your authentic self is, is huge. Yeah. And I like the tips that I'll give for that is like, you know, is, what contributes because you are if you're like close your eyes and um I don't know whether you've watched that Brene Brown series Atlas of the Heart it was really interesting it's on on binge and I literally it's the best thing it's like five episodes I like bold every episode love her to death um it was interesting though when she'd play certain things you know you watch people like close their eyes right because when when you're like when you close your eyes it's like you can take it all in right so if you when you're recording, the only thing to really pay attention to is if you got if you have sounds of like the wind through the trees, like the leaves or the birds singing or, you know, something in the background that's kind of like that's adding to the ambiance of what what is going on, that's okay. It's only when you're going to have something that's interrupting, you know, like a lawnmower or, you know, screaming grinder. <laughs> Yes, I literally had my neighbor start an angle grinder 15 minutes before we jumped on to record this podcast. I'm sure he's building Noah's Ark. Uh, He's been building for weeks and heck, we've had seven weeks of rain here. So maybe he is building an ark. My feet are now all muddy because I had to trudge out the back to try and call over the fence to say, hey, can you just give us 45 minutes? (laughs) That's the kind of like, that's the kind of... um, thing to keep in mind if it's going to contribute to the listener's experience leave it in don't leave it out you know especially if you've if you've had a big emotional moment like allow your emotion to come through because we want to feel that with you you know whereas if it's like something that's interrupting my experience of learning and hearing from you then yes try and take that out does that make sense absolutely like so it's the kind of like guide stick I can kind of um give you for that love that love that <laughs> look I get that not everybody wants to have a podcast. You know, every person who starts a soul-led business does not want a podcast, nor do they absolutely have to have one. But we know that it's a medium that everybody can leverage. Mm-hmm. Why, if they, if people don't want a podcast, why mm-hmm. should new entrepreneurs pitch themselves to be on podcasts? And 
on that, what are some of the ways that they should go or could go about that to, if they don't want a podcast, but they want to actually try and, you know, be out there as a speaker, Yeah, how can they go about that? Yeah. So guesting a podcast is like the best free PR strategy you can get for yourself, really. <laughs> um, so like, why did you say, why should they pitch? <laughs> because it's yeah. really, yeah. Or like, you know, what, what's the benefits? Like how can they leverage podcasting, even if they don't want their own podcast, you know, to get themselves out there? Like, how can they leverage that? Oh, there's so many reasons. Like just like in when you're starting a podcast and I was talking about in the top of this interview, like it, it really hones your skills, right? Like you're in business because you want to get your message out there because you want to transform people's lives in some way, shape or form. And you also want that support, the income, right? That's going to help you and your family. So podcasting is a great way. Guessing on podcasts is a great way to further your reach because you are tapping into because of the intimate nature of podcasts and because their audience is likely to have a really special connection with that host. If they've brought you on, it like automatically gives you a label of credibility. Like, oh, if, you know, if Sharon's being on this person, she must be good because Sharon doesn't hang with like, no, you know, what's that sign? No scrubs. (laughs) She doesn't doesn't (laughs) hang with no scrubs. So they must be yeah it must be pretty good so yeah so that's one of the reasons why you should do it it hones your speaking skills it gets you out to more people it widens your like organic reach like you just get to go on and have this amazing conversation with one person with a host and then your message gets carried out further and further and then they can you know come and follow you they engage with you they like you more then they end up in your world in your orbit like that's kind of the nutshell version of it And then did you say like how to pitch yourself? Yeah. So, you know, if people are saying, no, I don't want a podcast. Thanks for having Nikki on, Sharon, but it's a no (laughs) from me. If if they're listening and thinking that right now, I think you've definitely just convinced them that it's worth at least pitching themselves for podcasts. How can they do that? How can they authentically reach out to people who have podcasters and say, hey, I'd love to be on or I've got something to offer? Yeah. Well, that's it. You need to be solid in what you're going to offer that podcast host. So if you don't already have a relationship with someone who has a podcast, you need to have consumed at least one of their episodes because there is no quicker no than when someone will come and pitch to me. And I know that they haven't listened to a single one of my episodes. They're not invested in me. They just want my audience. And I am fiercely protective, like a mama bear of my audience. Right. So that's like a a bit of a bullshit detector that you kind of have. Like, If you're going to pitch, have made sure that you've listened to their podcast. You're actually invested in them as a, like, as a, you think that they're pretty awesome too. You know, it's not like you're just trying to get your word out there. You're actually, because guessing on that, there's this beautiful exchange that happens, you know, you are borrowing their audience and they're also borrowing your audience because you're going to promote that podcast on your socials, with your email list, all that kind of stuff. If you're going to be a good guest, that's what you should do. You should you should promote the crap out of that podcast episode because you're not only uh, speaking to a new audience, but you're saying to your audience on, on socials, like, hey, like I am at this level. I am like guesting on podcasts. This is, you know, this is real, <laughs> right? So yeah. Those kind of things. So yeah, if you're going in with a pitch, make sure that you have listened to one of the episodes and get, get really 
like defined about what it is that you love about them. You know, like when I pitch to big, um, to big names that I've like kind of just been like, oh, could I ask them to come on my podcast? I get really real. This is what I love about you. This is why, um, this is why I want you on my podcast because I think you're going to be amazing, you know, for my audience. And I really love sharing like amazing women. So I get really specific about what it is about them, about like how they've transformed me. I tell them a personal, you know, the personal experience of me so that they can feel me. So it's not just cold, hard, like, you know, I haven't just had some PR company pitch yeah. to 50 podcasts to, to try and get my name out there. Like this is about real intention, real relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't have time for like, if you're scrolling, you know, Instagram and just trying to get as many as you can. Um, and do you send that through email or, you know, do you recommend, I know, you know, sort of like hanging out in the DMs is, you know, becoming more and more common for collaborations and building relationships. How, how do you recommend that people should go about pitching? You know, what, yeah. what medium should they use? To be honest, I do it mostly through DMs. You know, I don't love that now it's getting not a good, not as good a rep. There is lots of people that kind of just cold jump in. Um, but that's why I think it's important to have a little bit of a relationship with them first. You know, have you built a little bit of like commenting on some of their posts or there's a bit of back and forth there already. So they kind yeah. of, you know, and if you are going in cold, on the DMs, make sure that you are telling them why you love them and what you love about them and how they've transformed you because they can sniff it out, you know, (laughs) they can. um, And so if you're not giving all that kind of evidence, I guess you could say, then it's more likely to be a no. The other thing that you need to convey to them is what the offer, the the gold that you're going to give their audience. So you need to understand and know who their audience is. Yes. You know, if you're not going to pitch to someone who's got like a male audience, you need to pitch to someone who is in your audience, who you know that you can bring the goods for, right? And mm-hmm. then if you get that, yes, make sure you bring those goods. Make sure you leave it all on the table. Don't kind of like tiptoe around and, you know, we've all been on those webinars where there's like, they speak about themselves for like 45 minutes and you actually get no information. Like that is, podcasting is not the platform to do that on, you know? Yeah. It's not, that's not the way we do things. So make sure you have got something great to offer their audience and you are going to be completely authentically transparent in giving that to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to sort of pick up on the mama bear vibes, like, you know, you're absolutely right. If you have a business and you don't want to have a podcast, but you want to pitch yourself for podcasts, be the mama bear to your audience, whether they be on your email list or on your socials, you know, because you're absolutely right. I will not have people, I won't go on people's podcasts who I wouldn't be willing to say to my audience, hey, like, look, you know, I went on this person's podcast. They align with with what I'm what I speak about. You know, they're worth listening to. So yeah. be that mama bear to your audience rather than, you know, sort of flounder around all over the place. Flapping in the know, wind. Yeah. And I think that goes for any collaboration, right? Absolutely. Like that's because it's, mm. it's, it is happening a lot, you know, write down the list of a hundred and reach out to every single one. Like I just think I call bullshit. No, make sure there is some juice and some meat. This is an exchange, honor mm. that exchange. You are going to get something. They are going to get something and mm. it is give and receive. There is no, like it's a, then it's a win-win, right? Like this is the world I want to see where it's a win-win for everybody. Make sure that you share that 
share that podcast episode with your audience multiple times, not just on a post, but on stories and with your email list. And, you know, and then again, maybe like when you're having a break over Christmas or this podcast episode is on, like, you know, like it, just yeah. make sure you're, um, yeah, because I think. As you say, it builds credibility with your own audience that you are a guest on someone else's podcast, you know. Uh, even you can add that to your website as well. Absolutely. And, you know, have a page where you're, you know, I know for a long time the episode that I recorded on Nourishing the Mother with, with Jules and Bridget and having that on, I had that on the homepage of my website for months it yeah. was there. And I know yeah. that people were clicking it. I know that people were visiting that link and having a listen to that to that episode one I knew it was helping my audience yeah but two I also know that it was growing credibility within my audience and and within you know the the nourishing the mother audience so um it's just it's such a worthwhile thing to do and you know it's a way that you can get in front of people without you know it's the law of reciprocity People who have a podcast need guests. <laughs> and they need good guests. They need I good not, guests. Yeah, they need good guests that are invested as much in your, in like their audience as you are, you know, like as a yeah. podcast host, Sharon, you like, you want guests who are invested, who are as invested in your audience as you are, because it is that mama bear energy. It's like, no, if I'm going to come and bring you into my fold of these people that I have nurtured and loved and given mm-hmm. to for the last two years, you better be, show up with your fucking A game or your yeah. like, you know or I'm not going to release the episode like simple as yeah absolutely absolutely so let's talk about your podcast for a bit so you know we we talked about your podcast right at the beginning you are a podcaster you've got an incredible following on quintessential being your podcast but it has nothing to do with podcasting so tell me about that (laughs) I mean we have touched on that but tell me about why you decided to make a podcast that isn't about Ooh. podcasting or is there one coming? Are we waiting for no, it? I, nah, nah. Because I love podcasting and I got like, I, my business became like came as a result of me starting my podcast because I have like, I have the biggest heart, right? And I, um, like, God, it's going to make me emotional because I love my podcast so much. I was, <laughs> I was like, I felt broken. Like, and I just knew that if I felt like that, there was other women in the world feeling exactly the same way that I was. And I had this six week old baby in my hands and I felt like I couldn't heal myself as fast as I wanted to, to be the mum that he needed. And I was like, how can I have the conversations that I want to have? to be able to be who he deserves, right? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, I'm crying, you're crying. <laughs> and I knew that I needed to share those conversations with the world because I love that. Like I love conversations. And so that's why I started my podcast. And I, you know, in the back of my mind, I had like, I wanted to have a business that I could work from my laptop from, but I, not in my wildest dreams that I think I'd become like a podcast host. So my podcast to me is like my passion project. That's my like my other gift to the world that is helping women and uh, and men because a lot of men listen to my podcast actually surprisingly um, embrace themselves and love themselves and accept themselves and know that they're not broken. Like that's really important to me. So every guest that I have on has I've either worked with personally or you know consumed their their whatever it is their stuff from afar. Um, and it goes through everything from like parents 
parenting to relationships to just your relationship with yourself, your intuition, your spirituality, all those things. So I've been really lucky in um, interviewing some really amazing people. I interviewed Jordana Levin, who wrote Higher Love, which I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Julie Tanner, who like I swoon over that woman whenever, whenever I hear her speak. We love Jules. We do. <laughs> I interviewed Gala Darling because I followed her for like years and um, and she changed. She really helped me change with like the, you know, I used to do her high vibe honey every Sunday morning, EFT tapping, and that mm. really helped me like release and shifts and stuff yeah like I'm I love the you know the 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 tactile like as you're moving through it so Mm -hmm. so that's what my podcast is about and I want I'm not going to do a podcast about podcasting because I love supporting women to create their own podcast but I love podcasting about that's my like passion area that's my personal development area that's you know and so it might not look to the outside like those two things to go together but that's you know that's my life <laughs> i love that and and you know like you say it's your passion project that is your gift for the world because it yeah. is such a gift and it's healed so many people as well as yourself which yeah. is just such a beautiful thing that will forever be yeah. It will forever be like it's, yes. it is out there. Yeah. How many episodes do you have now? I'm up to 55 and it is like that. It feels like this real legacy that I'm leaving. And I also feel like, you know, one day my son will probably be able to go back and listen to the episodes from, you know, the first episode where I really like the first person I ever interviewed was like Kim Hayden. And she was the one who I did lots of sessions with, you know, coming out of pregnancy after I'd given birth, you know? Mm. And so I don't know, I feel like he will be able to understand some of the journey that I went through from a different perspective, you know, rather than from his when he was... he was a little baby so yeah it does feel like my legacy and I feel like podcasts are like that you know when you do them with your full heart and soul they really can be this legacy that you put out into the world to help humanity and I know that sounds really woo but that's what that is it doesn't sound woo at all it's so goddamn inspiring that you know I'm thinking right now if you're listening to this and you're not feeling totally jazzed about starting a podcast are you do you even have a heartbeat right now like because I'm just you've got me all fired up even more than what I am fired up about this and I know that I've shared with you privately my struggles in getting this podcast back up and running and you know speaking is actually my medium speak I'm a speaker I I am a speaker and Mm -hmm. you know I have been recognized as that right back you know from when I was even in primary school um you know for different reasons and it's just you know it's felt like a battle but I know the power of story and I know that through my own journey particularly when I started my travel blog always go round and we were sharing stories that you know we've had a family leave this year who has just left on their lap of Australia and and they followed us on ours and you know I've had messages saying we're going it's really happening now and you know, this is from content that was made five years ago, but they, you know, it inspired them to make that change. And of course, something like that takes a bit of time to prepare for, but it is such a legacy and it changes lives and it changes hearts and it changes minds. You know, it is just such a beautiful thing. So, you know, I know that I'm, I'm totally inspired to keep going 
to keep going this time thanks to you know thanks to you and you know your you know just your passion for this medium Mm -hmm. but you know your passion for helping women to get out there and do it and and you know the benefits of doing it that the juice is is worth the squeeze 100% and you're allowed to like can I also just give you a big permission slip that you're allowed to take a break like I think that's really important to highlight because it can feel like you have to and it's been real the last two years it's been real absolutely so if you need to take a couple of months like I last year as well Sharon yeah took you took a big break months. didn't you I did I took yeah. over six months off I was like I just didn't feel I was building my business I was mumming a little six-year-old like five-year-old then but it was it you know and so allow yourself to take a break when you need it give yourself Mm -hmm. time and then jump into the containers or do the things that you need to do in order to you know get back in because you will reignite that spark you will plug that back in and then you'll be like oh I'm back baby I'm here I'm ready you're absolutely right I mean the the episode that I my very first recording which was a five-minute body scan back in 2020 that still has the most number of listens on my podcast now you know, this is the thing about podcasts is we have reach through SEO. So while you're, you know, you've laid those tracks down out on the internet, you can, you know, if you need to take that break and those tracks that you've laid are still out there, they're they're still reaching out to people around the world, even when you're not able to. So, you know, I think that is, you know, it's so important. Can I just say, hands up, it's the same for social media. You know, I took a a very light approach to social media for a number of months. Now, yes, it it correlated with, you know, some major stress that I had in my life at the time. It did result in a dip in income in my business. That's natural. I suffered from a bit of a lag. But you know what? With a good amount, a couple of months of really solid, diligent focus, getting back on the horse, I've managed to get those cogs turning again. And here's the beautiful thing. The new people who are arriving in my world all that content that I pro- I have created even before I took that break is still there Serving that them. people can go and receive. So, yeah. you know, I love that you say that, Nikki, because it it allows people to go, okay, okay, you know, yes, consistency is important, but it's not the goddamn hill to die on. Ever. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And you can, that's why you can do blocks. We've got seasons, we've got cycles as feminine mm-hmm. core beings. That's what we're used to, right? So use your season as of, okay, I'm in the consistency and batching and I'm in like the rhythm of it and then mm-hmm. allow yourself a break, right? And then plan for when you're coming back and whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself back in that energy to kind of be like, okay, I'm ready to create. Like it's, yeah, absolutely your, you know, despite what the social media gods want us to believe, it doesn't die in the water. You still have downloads growing. I still had, I can't even remember how many weekly downloads, like, you know, I I got, I hit 10,000 when I hadn't released an episode for like five months. Like it's amazing. 10,000 downloads, you know, and, and your foot at the time wasn't on the pedal for whatever, whatever reason, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's not perfect, but nothing is like, there is nothing perfect about, you know, being a human, (laughs) anything. That's right. Exactly. So we we get to, you know, 
yes, consistency is the goal, but if we don't get there, we don't need to berate ourselves. We don't need to think that everything's going to collapse in a heap. It's not. You're never going to return to square one. (laughs) You'll never return to square one because even when you get back on that horse, if you're hearing crickets and you get back on that horse, then guarantee you won't be hearing crickets for very long because the momentum will pick up you know, it will pick back up. So it it's worth it. does. Yes. So That's I've got true. three questions, Nikki, that okay. I'm going to ask my guests on my podcast. So okay. you're the first person that gets to test these questions out. They might be really go. shit. I hope they're not. No. <laughs> no I know they're not shit because you've seen them and you told me that those are really good questions. They are good questions. So here's the first one. How would your parents descri- <laughs> describe what you do for a living? And I put this question in because so many of my clients have gone from traditional businesses, lives, careers to going in their family's eyes completely off the rails. My dad does not have any clue what I'm doing. My mum would probably be horrified. Um, And, you know, it's just like may her soul rest in peace. But, you know, I, I don't think if I had a conversation with her after a period of time, she'd get it and she'd love it. But what are your parents? How would they I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I, I look, my dad would probably say to you, I don't know, she plays on the internet. She does something on the internet. <laughs> she does something to do with podcasting. And God bless his soul. He shares, like, when I first started out, he would always share all of my Facebook posts. And like, and I, and he is the one who's actually um, invested in me, you know, in little bits and pieces along the way, not just in money, but also, you know, will um, just those things, like, where he will share Facebook posts and stuff even though I know his he's got that sense of pride (laughs) he does his little girl is going places in the world and he's super proud of that yeah how cute is that I I know um but it's so funny that you say that because and I'm actually gearing myself up this conversation with my parents over the long Easter weekend although I'm probably going to take a break a break off of social media for the Easter weekend but mum will tell you that I play with my phone I don't know she does (laughs) something and she plays with their phone because every time we get together as a family it's like Nikki get off your phone and I'm literally like mum I made four and a half thousand dollars off my phone in Facebook DMs the other day like what do you want like do you really want me to succeed or you want me to just like I know it is such a foreign concept isn't it for parents or family members you know I know I know that my family doesn't get it they're like what is she doing and they think you know they think I'm being bad-mannered and it's kind of like actually I've got somebody who's ready to you know to work with me you know, it's I need, the I need to have one of those sales person. calls. It just looks different these days than it did back then, you know, like I, I don't I, have business hours necessarily yeah. always, you know, or yeah. sometimes when, you know, you're taking that long break, you can't not answer those sorts of questions when you're yeah. an entrepreneur or maybe you can, but maybe yeah. you've probably got, you know, somebody doing that on your behalf, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Oh, good on dad. I know. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm gearing up. Phone. I know. I'm gearing up for that conversation to be like, look, you know, and mum mum loves the like the the <laughs> the bonuses that come when I can, you know, rearrange and drop everything that come and pick her up when I get when yeah. she's in the car service. Oh, they love that, don't they? Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> but then other times, mum, I have to, like you said, I have to have this conversation with this person. Like I can't just leave it and come pick it up six hours later because then that might be cold and they might have changed their minds. Not that you know but it's like 
when you're in that curious mindset, you would know this more than me, but when you're in that curious mindset and you're messaging someone to find out whether you're a fit for them, you like, you want to have that conversation then, because otherwise it could be another couple of weeks before you're back around to that energy cycle of like, oh yeah, this feels good. This is something I want to do, you know? So yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we want to, but that, that is the way that we serve our clients. I yeah. mean, we have to have boundaries. There's no doubt yes. about that, but you know, this is the businesses that we run. Yes. Uh, often we do have balls flying all over the place, yes. um, but that's super cute. <laughs> um, so of course this is the joyous journey in life and business podcast. And, you know, I truly believe that everybody has a story particularly just like your story where you know you had that more traditional role in radio and then you went okay there there was and then there was a crisis or or an aha moment that you were like actually this is not what I want so I asked this question what has been the most joyous part of your life and business journey to date that's such a huge question. Uh, I'm going to be really corny. I'll <laughs> oh, bring the corny. <laughs> Do you know, um, I get to work, like my son's such a part of my life because I'm a solo mama, right? So it's a hard gig. It's a hard gig being a solo mama and running a business. Like it's not fucking easy. <laughs> but mm. I, we live really close to my son's school and we get to walk to school every morning and every like afternoon. And it's part of what I love, right? Because we get this 10 minutes in the sunshine, taking deep breaths and really like kind of being present and talking and preparing ourselves the day you know like I often will speak to him about um what do you how do you want to feel today what do you want to happen what are you looking forward Mm -hmm. to all those kinds of things and then unpack it on the on the way home and so some of my most joyous moments are with him you know where we're talking about what we want to create and 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 it happened the other day I said to him oh babe I I really want like a big sale today mommy wants a big sale today I want a new podcast client and rah 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 Um, And he's like, yeah. And I was like, let's, you know, put out that wish into the universe, like that prayer kind of thing. Um, And so we both did and we're like feeling into things. And then I got to pick him up and I actually, literally someone just jumped into my DMs and was like, yes, I'm ready. Sign me up. I want to do a whole, like a whole thing with you. And so I got to then pick him up from school and be like, guess what? Like that wish Mm. and celebrate with him. And, you know, and I love, um, I love celebrating those moments with him. I think it's really important to like have that. Yeah. Not just a celebration, but him understanding what mummy does because Mm -hmm. mummy stays home to work and, you know, mummy works with a microphone and all that kind of stuff (laughs) and my laptop. So I feel like it gives him context around, wow. Like not only the layers of like, you know, not saying that that was manifesty, but like of, okay, like you actually get to speak out loud what you want. And then, you know, and sometimes the universe definitely delivers, right. Mm-hmm. And celebrating that and, and knowing that he helping him understand that he's a part of it. So I yeah. feel like that's, that's some of my most joyous moments. Yeah. yeah. I love that you share that with him, you know, that this yeah. is what mummy's going for today in her yeah. business. Yeah. You know, and he can be like, oh, yeah, right. Probably yeah. doesn't have a whole lot of concept about No, but we have like a list of them. Okay, what so we're going to do when we hit those milestones, you know, we're going to do this and go to bounce or we're going to do these. And so he gets like really, he gets to be a kid and be excited in it and kind of like kind of wrap his little six-year-old brain around it. So that, that. that feels fun. It feels like. Teaching yeah. him the laws of attraction and manifestation. <laughs> yeah. He'll be a master by 10, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So he's already a master. He literally likes say things and then 
some someone will rock up with it. I'm like, how did you do that, mate? <laughs> but yeah, amazing. Nikki, where can listeners follow and find you in all the places? Oh yeah, beautiful. So my website is quintessentialbeing.com. You can find my podcast there. You can find all my services um, and a little bit more about me, all my courses and um, one-on-one working with me or on the socials. It is Quintessential Being by Nikki, both on Facebook and on Instagram. Come and hang out with me. I'd love you to jump into my DMs. I love having conversations um, and all that kind of stuff. So please don't hesitate to ask me anything because I'm more than happy to chat. I love, I love a good chat. I can vouch for that. Nikki is just incredible when it comes to adding value. You know, the the amount of questions that she asks in all of the places that I see you across the internet is just always bringing the value. But somebody who really knows her craft and does it exceptionally well in the most beautiful of ways. Nikki, it's been such a joy talking to you as my very first guest official on the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. Thanks for being here. I love your work. Oh, I love you too, babe. It was an amazing chat. So thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. 